Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Folks, two days from now, on December the 6th, Back in 1939, our church started. 1939, December 6th, our church started, 72 years ago. And here we are, 72 years later, still trying to carry out the mission of Jesus Christ. But I'm going to be honest with you, as we think about who we are as a church, we've been really wrestling with, and we talked about this last week, about what is church. And for a lot of us, It is this whole issue that church is nothing more than simply just a worship service to attend. It's where you go and hear good music, and you go and you hear a message, and hopefully the guy who's sharing the message can give you something that maybe you could take something from and and apply it to your life. And that's what most of us have as a concept of what church is. Now, the problem is, is that that is not what church is. Church is so much more than that. And if that's what your concept of church is, you need to broaden your concept of what church is. Because church, my friends, is not a worship service. Church is not the building. Church is not the organization. Church is the people of God. In fact, if I had a giant mirror here, I could show you what the church is. Because all you have to do is just look in the mirror and you would see what? Yourselves. That's what church is. Church is the body of Jesus Christ. It's you. So when we talk about coming to church, we're not talking about coming to a service. We're talking about coming amongst God's people. And we have to begin to understand that there's a reason why we are here. But the problem is, is when we talk about church, we just don't have a concept of church as just a worship service. We also have a divided focus concerning what church should be doing. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because last week we talked about it being more than that, and we want to be a church of real people, but today we're going to talk about what our focus is. What should be our focus? And so the first thing I'm going to talk to you is I'm just going to give you a couple of, a couple of thoughts here about the divided focus that we tend to see in a church, a divided focus. So the first one is this, we have developed our own concept of church. We've developed our own concept of church. All of you here, just just be flat out, no matter what your age is, you have developed a concept of church. All the way down from a little guy who thinks that church is the place where he can go and get a good cookie, all the way up to an older person who has developed whatever their concept of church is. And you and I, through our experiences, now how do we develop our concepts of church? It's because of what we've experienced about church or not experienced about a church in the past. So for some of you here, in your past, church has been a negative experience. You've come to church because you want to experience Jesus Christ. You want to know God. But what you come in the midst of is people maybe who are fussing and feuding and fighting among themselves. Maybe when you come into a church, what you come into is a midst of people who are basically showboating and posing among themselves about how much they have and what they don't have, and maybe there's snobbery there. Each of you has your own experience and your own concept of what church is, and that will often drive you, it'll drive you into what you think the church should be. 
Because we'll either agree with what we've experienced or we'll react to it. Do you hear what I said? We'll either agree with what we've experienced or we'll react to it. And a lot of us will react to what we've experienced in church in the past. We've developed our own concept of church. Now here's the problem though. Because we've developed our own concept of church, my second point I want you to see here is that opinions differ concerning the church's focus. When it comes to church, folks, everybody has an opinion about what our focus should be. Because if you get a group of people together who go to church, who call themselves Christians, and you say to them, what should our focus be, you will hear a multitude of answers. And you will hear everything from politics. The church should be standing up and promoting this, that, or another. Let me just go ahead and explain it to you. There is no Christian party. There is no Christian candidate So we're not going to talk about that here. You can say, well, that's just your opinion. Fine, that's my opinion. Add it to your opinion, so we're not going to talk about it. Some people, their focus may be hot topic social issues. Some of you may feel that the focus of the church is to do whatever it can to stamp out abortion. Now, abortion is wrong, folks, but that's not what the Bible tells us that we're here for. Some of you, maybe you feel that the, 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 the focus of the church is to reach out to the poor and do all that you can to the, for the poor. And folks, we're trying to do what we can, but that again is not our focus. Some people have the focus that it should be all about them. Church is all about them and making sure that they enjoy the service and, and the music and it's all about them. Folks, first of all, church is not all about you. It's not all about me. And it's not all about you. And so all of us have differing opinions concerning what the focus of the church is. So you say, okay, George, if we're all got these different opinions and they're not what the focus should be, then what should it be? Well, I think we let God say what it is. And where we're going to find that, first of all, is in three specific commandments. Two of them we're going to find in our passage here in Matthew 22. And the third one we're going to find when we get over to Matthew chapter 28. So I want you to notice with me, verse 35 through 39, Jesus has asked a specific question about what is the greatest commandment. What is it that we should be focusing on? And I want you to notice what he says. Look with me, verse 35 of chapter 22. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. On these two commandments. Here's what I want you to see. First point I want you to see here, folks, is this. It's all about loving God and people. It's all about loving God and people. Do you understand? This lawyer who is a religious person, do you understand? He is a religious guy. And we all have our concept of what religious people are. Most of it sometimes is hypocrites. This guy is coming to Jesus. He's trying to test Jesus. What's he doing? He's not testing him like an exam. He's trying to find something wrong with what Jesus is saying. And so he comes up with this big question and says, Okay, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment in all the law? If it was today, it would be like, Okay, Jesus, what's the number one thing in all the Bible that we need to do? And Jesus responds back to him and says, Love God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your strength in your mind. But see, Jesus doesn't just stop there. He goes one step further and he says, and the second one 
is you love your neighbor like you love yourself. See, that's what the focus needs to be, folks. It's not politics. It's not some social issue. It's not some moral issue. It's not this or it's not that. It's about loving God and loving people. That's the bottom line. When we talk about what a church should be, I mean, how many of you, how many of you, when you know about, do you hear about churches in town, you don't hear them described that way. You don't hear it described as, oh man, that's a place where they love God, or that's a place where they love people. You hear it like that. Oh, that's the, that's the upper class church. That's where the professionals go to. That's the down and dirty church. That's where the ditch diggers go to. That's the everybody church. They take anybody. Isn't that our concept? That's what we talk about churches? Why? Because that's, usually you could talk about what their focus is. Oh, that's the church that helps people when they're hurting or whatever. No, no. The thing is, what our focus needs to be, this is, and listen, this is a command. Does anybody understand what a command is? It's not a suggestion. So like when I tell my kids, put the garbage out to the road, I'm not suggesting sometime in the next millennium, take the garbage out to the road. It's, Take the garbage out to the road now. That's a command. So he's telling us a command here. We are commanded to what? Love God, love each other. In fact, the next thing I want you to see here, the next point is this. It needs to be the basis of everything we do. Look at what he says there. Folks, you can't get... Look at verse 40. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Do you realize what what Jesus is saying? Everything in the Bible, every commandment, every ordinance, every suggestion, every principle, every judgment, everything hinges, everything is based upon these two commandments. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything that we need to be about doing is based upon these two things. What are those two things? Loving God, loving each other. Period. And let me just stop for a moment so that you so that you don't act like some of the Pharisees and some of the other religious people who came to Jesus and said, Oh well, oh who's my neighbor? Who's everybody? That's when he gave the story of the Good Samaritan, remember? You know what that means? I mean, because it's easy to say, I love Jesus. But we're talking about loving each other. What does that mean? I mean, think about what he told us about the Good Samaritan. What does that mean? If you were a Jew in that time, they were hated. They were called half-breeds. You didn't do anything with them. You want to talk about extreme prejudice? There was prejudice. In fact, so much so that when, when a Jew in Judea wanted to go up to Galilee in the northern part, they had to go through Samaria because they hated the Samaritans so much They took a detour around their country to get to where they're going. That's pretty hateful, isn't it? And so Jesus is saying to them, this guy's asking, who's my neighbor? And Jesus says, this Samaritan helped that guy out. Who was a good neighbor? So when we're talking about loving each other, folks, it's everybody with their warts and all. Period. This is what our focus needs to be. The focus, it's all about loving God, and it's all about what? Loving each other. And everything should be the basis of everything that we do, folks. It has to be the basis for everything that we do. 
Okay, let's stop for a moment before I go into the next commandment here. What does that mean? Okay, let's let's try to wrap our minds about that. So if we're talking about Kerwinsville Christian Church, 72 years in existence, what does that mean for us here? What does that mean for you? Well, hopefully you've decided, because remember our action point from last week is decide what kind of church you want us to be. And hopefully you have decided, man, I want, I want, I want a real church. I want a church that's more than just a worship service. Okay? Do you know what that means now then? It means if we're going to be that kind of church, we're going to be, have to be the kind of church where, we, number one, we love God intensely. And number two, we love people, no matter who they are. What they've done, what they hold to. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, George, I hope you, you, you can do good at that. It ain't just me, folks. It's got to be you. Because if you're not that way, if that's not your focus, we'll never have that focus. Do you understand? It's got to be all of us. Because if we don't have that focus, we'll never have it. We'll never be the kind of church that God's calling us to be. There's one other commandment there. Now, let's flip over. Matthew chapter 28. He gives one final commandment. This is, I think, the third commandment. The final thing that we see in the gospel here. Look with me. We know it as the Great Commission. So let me just hope you, technically, the first two are called the Great Commandments. Love the Lord God with all the heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love each other as yourself. Those are the Great Commandments. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 19 is known as the Great Commission. That's where Jesus gives us the command. Notice what he says there. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore... Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Here's what we need to do. Here's where our focus needs to be. It isn't just loving each other. It isn't just loving God. Our focus needs to be we have been called to reach out. We've been called to reach out, folks. Our church can never get to the place where we're just a holy huddle. Our church can never get to the place where we just decide, oh, there's enough people here now. I kind of like everybody here. You know, I like those people over there on the unpopular side of the church because this is the popular side over here because this is where everybody wants to sit, you know. I mean, we, we can't get to that place. We can't get to say, I'm, I'm comfortable with who's here. We don't need any more. We can't get to the place where we got gatekeepers. We can't. Because a real church realizes that as we love God and we love people, there's room for more. God's family should always be increasing. Because just as we love Him intensely, and we show that love by showing love to other people, we want others to experience that same love too. So we're always going to be reaching out. Jesus calls us to reach out, folks. He calls us to reach out. That's what our focus should be. He says, okay, George, now how do we, if that's where our focus is, how do we apply that to my life? How do we apply that to all of our lives here? What do we need to do? Well, that's where we enter into a journey. That's where we enter into a journey, folks, where we strive, because here's the thing, we're not going to arrive on this journey. You only arrive when you go to be with Jesus. Where as a church and as an individual, we enter onto a journey of grace, where that focus of loving each other, loving God, and reaching out to others. 
is expressed in five areas of our lives and five areas of our church. And I call it grace. And if you have a bulletin, on the back of your bulletin, there's an acrostic there for grace. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the rest of the time just kind of showing you how does that flesh out? How do we as a church take the great commandments and the great commission and apply them to our lives and be what God's calling us to be as individuals and as a church? We see it in an acrostic. I call it grace. G-R-A-C-E. Five areas. Five areas that need to be real in your life. Five areas that need to be real in our church. So what are they? First one's this. G, growth. Growth. We see it actually from the Great Commission. Teaching them all things whatsoever I have commanded you. What's going on here? When we talk about growth, let me go ahead and tell you what our focus shouldn't be. What, usually with the church, when you talk about growth, you talk about numbers. How many people are coming? That's not what we're talking about here. When we talk about growth as a church, as we talk about growth in your life, we're talking about your growth in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're talking about you growing in your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what our focus needs. As I'm fleshing out that focus, these are the five areas. The first area is what? That I grow in my relationship. Now, what do you mean by grow in your relationship? Well, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. I just was reminded of this. You realize 20 years ago, you wouldn't know this, but I know this. 20 years ago, I started dating this beautiful lady down here. Well, let me qualify that. I took her out on one date. That's a story in itself. I'm glad I was able to do it. And then, 20 years ago, I was just reminded of this because I was talking with her dad about this yesterday. I took a group of college kids in a van, a 15-passenger van from Liberty, and she was among them. And she kind of connived me into, let's stop by my parents' farm for lunch. And we were on our way to Canada to minister in a church. And we stopped by, we took a 30-minute detour, because I was definitely interested in her. And at that time, I had no clue that she was telling her dad, check this guy out. And what you don't know is that he wasn't too impressed. Okay? So. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest with you, that's 20 years ago. Now, I knew Lori then at some level. But 20 years later, I have grown to know her even more. See, this is what we're talking about, growth. We're talking about you growing in your knowledge. Now, when I say knowledge, I'm not talking about book knowledge. I'm not talking about theory. I'm not talking about theology. I'm talking about experiential, where you are growing, where you know God day by day in your life. That's what our focus needs to be here. So our focus is love God, love each other, reach out. How's that fleshed out, George? Gee, we're growing. Each of you are growing in your relationship with Jesus Christ, collectively as a church. So everything we do as a church is going to be such so that we are promoting growth in your life, so that you grow to be like Jesus and grow to know Him. So everything we do has got to be focused in that area. It's what we're doing, helping people to grow, to know Him more intimately. So G is grow. R is response. What is that? Well, if I'm going to love God, the Bible describes that that love flows out of me in worship. And so everything we're going to be focusing on here is just not just to promote growth in your life, but we're going to try to promote you to respond to God, not just in a song service, 
but that we help you to grow to be a worshiping person where you grow and you get to the place where on a daily basis you might say to him, God, thank you for this beautiful day. Do you know what I'm saying? You, you grow to worship him. It's response that, that we're going to be such a church where you're going to learn how to respond to God. Not just that you grow in your relationship with Him, but you know how to respond. That's R. What's A? Action. The area where our focus is manifested is that you're not just growing, you're not just responding, but that you are acting. What is action? Where you are doing something. Where because of your spiritual growth and because of your response to God, you want to serve Him. You want to make an impact. You want to impact a generation around you. You want to impact your community. You want to impact people in your lives. You want your life to count for something. Folks, you don't believe how many times I talk to young people, and that's what I hear them say. You know, I just don't want a job. I want to do something that makes a difference in people's lives. Some of you have had those dreams here, haven't you? And some of you have gotten to the place where you're saying, well, you know, I'm 30 now, I'm 40, or I'm 50. How can that ever happen? No, no, you don't understand. If our focus is where it needs to be as a church, then we as a church are going to provide you opportunities where you can act, where you can serve, where you can reach out to others. It's action. See, it's for community. See, if I'm loving God, if I'm loving others, and if I'm reaching out, the next area that that's manifested in is a sense of community. And hopefully that's what we're developing here. That the church would become a place of community where, you know what, when you're out there during the week and you're getting beat up on, and, and you're out there during the week and you're facing the junk of the stuff that happens, and you're out there during the week and you're, and you're hitting a difficult time, you know of at least one place that you can go to where people got your back where people will pray for you, where people will come up and maybe give you an arm, put their arm around you and give you a hug, or maybe give you a $20 handshake. It's community. It's family. And so everything that we need to be doing as a church is not just to, to see that you're growing. It's not just to see that you're responding to God the way that you need to. It's not that you're acting in service, but that you are also a part of a community where you know you're loved and accepted. Boy, that's a different kind of church, isn't it? Because I'm telling you something, I've been in a lot of churches. I maybe have been pastoring for a while, but I've been in a lot of churches. And some churches you walk into, you can almost tell it's uh, whether or not you belong there or not. And if you don't belong there, cold shoulders are the service that day, aren't they? That's not the kind of church that we need to be. We need to be a sense of church where people walk in and they're like, man, immediately they realize, man, there's something different here. There's something different. Community. That's what C is. And then finally, E, extension. That really comes out of the Great Commission. What? I am. We are extending the family. We are not satisfied with just who's here now. We're thinking about who should be here. And folks, some of you right now are sitting there and you have in your mind a loved one or a friend or a relative Somebody that in your mind you wish were here right now, that you wish you could invite, a worker that you're working with or a neighbor. And, and listen, if our focus is where it needs to be, if we're going to be growing, if we're going to be responding to God, if we're going to be acting out in our service, if we're going to be community, our focus also needs to be what? That we're going to extend the family. 
We're going to extend that family. We're going to be reaching out to who we can. See, that's what grace is. That's what grace is. And so what, what, what am I asking here? What am I saying here? You know, if we're going to be that kind of church, and you've decided in your heart you want it to be more than just a worship service, I want Kerwinsville Christian Church to be more than just a worship service, George. I want it to be real. I want it to impact my life. Then we've got to take that journey of grace. You've got to take that journey of grace. You've got to begin to focus on those five areas in your life. You've got to begin to focus on growth, response, action, community, extension. We've got to begin to focus on those areas in our church. How's that fleshed out? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. When we look at those five areas, if something that we do doesn't fit in there, we're going to chuck it. Because we want our focus to be right. Because it's not about us, holy few, and having a huddle here. Because here's what we found. We found this to be true. That when we're just focused on ourselves, we're dying. We're going to die. But when we begin to put our focus elsewhere, outside of ourselves, that's when we have life. So we've got to begin that journey of grace. You say, okay, George, how do we apply this? Here, two thoughts, and then I'll give you an action point. What has been your focus in church? What has been your focus? Is it that it's a worship service, because that's what your concept is? Or is it your pet peeve, your pet hobby, your pet issue? You know, over the years I have people that come to me and, and they'll want to put petitions on the back. Sign this petition. Or we need to do this. And, and, and they get irritated with me because I tell them, no. <gasps> well, that's not what the guy on the radio said you would say. I don't really care what the guy on the radio said. We're the church of Jesus Christ. And our focus needs to be the church, not what the guy on the radio said. You hear me? Where's your focus? Where has it been? Has it been where it shouldn't be on all the peripheral issues? And I'm not saying that those issues aren't important. But do you understand the chaos that would be in a church if we focused on all the important issues? We wouldn't be doing anything. We need to focus on what really matters. So that brings me to my next point. Recognize what Jesus calls us to. Recognize what he calls us to. What's that, George? Well, here it is, guys. Love God, love everybody else, and reach out. Can't get any simpler than that. Love God, love everybody else, reach out. Pretty simple. So recognize that. So you'll say, okay, George, what do we do with that then? Well, here's your action point. Here's what you've got to do this week. Here's what I want you to do. It's not again, an, it, it's, it's a thought that I want you to I want you to wrestle with this. Decide to focus on grace. And by grace, I mean those five areas. Growth, response, action, community, extension. 
decide that these five areas are going to be evident in my life, Jesus. Help me. These five areas, Jesus, need to be evident in our church. Growth, response, action, community, extension. You've got to make that decision. You've got to make that decision. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.